Hey, it's Ella and Daddy, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast, where our goal is to speak out the truth of the Bible so that our listeners may be encouraged to live in a manner worthy of their calling. Together, we pray that God would use this episode to strengthen and guide you on your faith journey. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome back, Not Me But You listeners. Today, as you can tell by the title, we are going to be talking about Jesus's second return to the earth and basically just are you ready? Are we ready for Jesus's return? So we'll talk about Jesus's return, when he will return, what he is going to do when he returns, and what we as Christians are supposed to do while we are waiting. Yeah, and our key takeaway for this entire episode is just Jesus is returning to this earth for a second time. Are you ready? We're not here to fight the the theological battles. Um, We're not here to explain exact chronological order. We're not here to do any of that. You know, we get these questions thrown around a lot, especially in this COVID season of, are we in the end times? Are we nearing the end of the earth? We are not here to discuss that. We are not here to explain that because as we will see when we're diving into scripture later, the Bible says no one will ever know. Right. We won't know. And so our entire key takeaway from this episode for you guys, if you get nothing from listening to us but this, is Jesus Christ is returning for the second time. He is our blessed hope. Are we ready for this? We need to be ready. Right. That is our hope. Right. So. so yeah, we'll just be touching on the very top layer of Jesus's return. Um, there is so much more to this and we know we we cannot touch on that stuff just because we don't have the knowledge on that and we're still learning and working through some of this stuff. So we will leave some resources in the description if you want to look into this a little bit more. Yeah, if you're curious, definitely do your own digging because that's how we all learn by being learners ourselves and going after that. So one of the first things we wanted to touch on today is this thing called eschatology and really what it is. So um, just by definition of a dictionary, eschatology is the part of theology concerned with death, judgment, the final destiny of the soul, and of all humankind. Basically, if we were to break all those words down, it would just boil down to eschatology is the study of end times. It's looking at what's going to happen near the end of the earth and what does the Bible have to say about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, before we... Um we were like writing down episode ideas and Addie had said eschatology. And I was like, huh, what's that? Like, I did not even know there was a fancy word for end times before this. So don't feel bad if you didn't know that either. (laughs) Yeah, it was something I just learned recently. And I think both me and Ella have started getting really curious about this. Um, But with that curiosity, we have to remember to be careful because, you know, It's not our goal to sit here and predict what's going to happen in the end of the world and get extremely fascinated with this, that we lose sight of the essential truths of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just need to um, be prepared for Jesus's return, but we also need to focus on what he has for us right here in our life at this moment and um, just being good stewards of what he has given us at this specific time. 
Yeah, so I think we need to segue right into Christ's return to this earth. And what does the Bible have to say about this? Yeah, so when Jesus comes back, it's not going to be a humble return like um, his first coming to the earth was, you know, born of a virgin in a stable. Um, When Jesus comes back for the second time, everybody is going to know. There will be no doubt in our mind. Revelation 1-7 says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. So there's not going to be any doubt in your mind when Jesus comes back. Yeah, there's not going to be a person who's unaware of Jesus' return. It's going to be visible, and the world will know. And in Acts 1, 9 through 11, it's it's a lengthy verse, so we're not going to read through all of it, but it's basically talking about the first time um, Jesus ascended into heaven. So we know Jesus was crucified on a cross, and then he was buried in the tomb and raised three days later, and then he ascended into heaven, or he went back to heaven. Mm-hmm. And when he did that, he was taken up on the clouds. And part of that verse says, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. So just as he ascended into heaven after he was raised from the dead, he will also descend from heaven at a later date we are still waiting awaiting this Mm -hmm. as christians right now on this earth we we realize this is coming and we're waiting for this because the bible is clearly telling us god's coming back yeah just as he came he is coming back are you ready Mm -hmm. yeah so now that we've identified the fact that jesus is coming back there's no and if or but he is coming and we need to be ready Let's talk about what Jesus is going to do when he does come back. Yeah, so when Jesus comes back, he's going to come back and take his believers up to heaven to be with him. That is going to be his primary goal in coming back. And um, we've got this verse in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17. I just want to read through this and kind of walk through it a little bit. Um, So in this verse, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. So basically, God is going to descend from heaven. There's going to be a cry of command, a voice of an archangel, and this huge, just loud sounding trumpet. And once we hear this, the dead in Christ will rise first. What that is, that's a little hairy. But the meaning behind that is those who have died and their soul is, has gone up to heaven, their body that is still in the grave is going to reunite, reunite with their soul in heaven. So that's what we mean when we say the dead in Christ will rise first. So those who are believers in Christ, their bodies will return back to their souls. Then reading on further, it says, then we who are alive, who are left, we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. And do you want to touch on that part, Ella? No, I, my thought that just popped into my head with that is, wouldn't that be so nice to never have to die? Yeah. I really it, hope that Jesus comes back during our generation. Yeah, that's what the verse is talking about is essentially if Jesus Christ comes back tomorrow and me and Ella haven't died, as believers, we would just be what we would say raptured 
up into heaven, mm-hmm. meaning we wouldn't have to endure a physical death here on this earth. We would just instantly, we would hear that trumpet and we would instantly be in the presence of heaven. Mm-hmm. Just how great that would be. Oh yeah, definitely. So after Jesus does take his people, those who have repented and believed in him, who identify that he is the only way to um, live, Christians will be brought before the judgment seat of Christ. And this is called the Bema seat. And I actually didn't know this was a thing until we started working on this episode. Um, But a friend of ours brought it to light. So anyways, this Bema seat, Jesus will reward us Christians on the basis of works that we have accomplished. However, this doesn't mean that you go to heaven or hell based on what you do. If you are sitting at the judgment seat or the Bema seat, it's already determined that you are going to heaven just because you have repented, you believe in Jesus Christ, and you are living for Christ. This is basically just kind of like an award ceremony, I guess, um, of Jesus just rewarding us for the work we have done for him here on earth. Yeah, in Revelations twenty two twelve it says, Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. So when we um, ascend into heaven or when we are in heaven, we're going to stand before this seat, and we're going to be rewarded according to our life here on this earth and how we have the degree to which we have faithfully served Jesus is really what we're going to be um rewarded for yeah so i also kind of want to talk about when christ is coming back because there are a lot of theories they're constantly being thrown around of when christ will come back but the fact of the matter is that nobody knows so matthew 24 36 says but concerning that day and hour no one knows not even the angels of heaven nor the son but the Father only. So not even Jesus knows when he is going to come back and take all his people. The angels don't know. It doesn't tell us in scripture. Nobody knows except for God. However, God has given us all that we need to be prepared and be ready. So it's not our goal in life to figure out when he's coming back. We just need to know that he is coming back and we need to be ready. Yeah, and I think that's kind of just a warning to, I see a lot of books and a lot of movies and just media that's coming out lately that is trying to depict and determine when Christ is coming back. And really, the Bible clearly states, no one knows. Like, if you know you're wrong, (laughs) if you, yeah, if you try to depict or prophesy when it's going to happen, The Bible clearly says we're not going to know. Right. Matthew 24, verse 44 says, Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Jesus might come back while we're recording right now, Abby. He might. And then no one, if he does, you will not be listening to this episode, (laughs) guys. So if you are listening to this, you will know that me and Ella did not get raptured while recording this episode. (laughs) 
Anyway, in Revelation 16, 15, it says, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on so that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. So this verse is not talking about the fact that we need to keep our clothes on. This verse is... (laughs) It's not a modesty issue. (laughs) No, it's not a modesty issue in this verse. Really what it's talking about is how when the Lord comes back, it's going to be like a thief. You don't normally know that a thief is going to break into your house. And if so, you would have locked the jewelry case. Mm-hmm. Common knowledge. But so it's blessed is the one who stay who stays awake and is ready for this. That w- That's what we mean by not being naked and exposed is we are ready for when Christ returns. Mm-hmm. Just like we talked about at the beginning of this episode. We're putting this out there because we want our viewers and our listeners to be ready. And this is just as much for them as it does for us because we need this reminder every day. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's so easy to just fall into the mundane routine of life and forget that Jesus could come back any second of any day at any time. It doesn't matter what you're doing, where you're at. Jesus, he might come and... It's just super important for us as Christians, well, not just Christians, for everybody to know that Jesus is coming back so that we can be ready to meet him in the clouds. Yeah, I I want to take a second and just step back and just give a very quick overview of what we've gone through because I know we went through it a little fast and there might be, you know, questions circling in your brain, but we touched on, you know, is Christ coming back? And we looked at a couple verses and then what is he going to do when he returns? His goal is he's taking his believers up to heaven to be with them. And we threw around the word rapture, but why I'm circling back to this is we never specifically stated um, what the word rapture means. Now the word rapture is not used in the Bible. However, it's thrown around a lot in Christian circles. And so we just want you to know that the word rapture is referring to that event that we were talking about of believers being taken up to heaven. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to clarify that. So if we ever throw that around again in a future episode or even again in this episode, you know that that event we were talking about in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17, um, where the believers are caught up in the air, that is what we as Christians refer to as the rapture. Yeah, and I also kind of want to circle back a little bit. We're talking about what do we do as Christians and what's going to happen to Christians when Jesus comes back, the Bamacy, all that stuff. So I also kind of want to mention we've talked about what is going to happen to Christians when Jesus comes back, but we also need to touch on what's going to happen to unbelievers. And they are going to, those who are left on earth at the time of Jesus taking Christians will face um, God's judgment on the earth. So that really gets into a lot of revelation stuff that I don't want to go too deep into. Um, But eventually they will have to face the great white throne judgment. And this will be a judgment of all unbelievers. And this is where they will be condemned to hell for all of eternity. Yeah, and at this throne, you will be judged according to your works, just like Christians are judged according to their works and they get rewards in heaven. But the severity of your hell is actually going to be judged here. Right. And to like, with the whole severity of hell thing, like we've mentioned, salvation doesn't come from works. So when you are at the great white throne judgment, 
there is no, oh, okay, you can go to heaven, you'll go to hell. Like, no, you are going to hell. But don't think, well, maybe I'm not a believer, but I am a good person. Like we've mentioned before, our idea of good is not good. So you can't try to... You can't try to win your way into heaven. Right. And you can't try to get a quote-unquote mild version of hell because we are all bad, sinful people and God's justice is perfect and his idea of good is perfect. And so we can't put our idea of good into what judgment will look like for us because we are not good no matter what. Yeah, just like our name implies, throwing it into the episode, like, not me but you. It is not your good works. It is all by the grace of God that we will get to stand before that Bama seat in in heaven. Mm-hmm. And if not, we're going to face eternal punishment in hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to, like, the biggest thing about hell being hell this scary crazy awful place is it will be eternal separation from god so no matter the severity of hell you have to face just the fact that you will be eternally separated from god will be so much of a um not when we talked about in our gospel episode, we mentioned how what we were created for. And we were created for this constant connection and communication with the one who created us, which is God. And so that's why hell is going to be this awful, terrible punishment because it is separation forever from the one thing we were created for. And we were created for God. Uh-huh. So what we are created for is what we never get in hell. And yeah. that's why it's so bad. Yeah. And um, for people living on the earth who are unbelievers, who don't have a relationship with God, you might think, well, I don't have connection with God and I'm not suffering. Well, you're living on the earth that God created. So whether you have confessed and repented and believed in him or not, there is still God and his spirit around you. So even though you might not have a relationship with him, you're still not experiencing the full effect of being eternally separated from God because you're living on his earth. Yeah. So we we just made this giant big circle circling around of what we just talked about before of Christ is returning again. He's coming. He's going to take his believers up with him to heaven. And if not, you are going to endure likely great tribulation here on earth and in heaven. But what what do we do right now as Christians who are just waiting for Christ to return? Like, what are we supposed to do in this waiting period? We, we need to be on guard. We need to be prepared um, and just watching and praying for the day of the Lord. And um, 2 Peter 3, verse 11 through 12 says, You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and the speed it's coming. Yeah, and just as as we talked about in, I believe, what episode? It was our God's Will episode where I threw in that verse of making disciples of all nations and just um, bringing people to Christ. Really, while we're in this waiting period, we need to be 
holding other people's hand and saying, hey, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Mm-hmm. And if not, can we walk through this together? Because really, while we are waiting, we need to be checking on our flock, making sure that they too are going to get to stand in heaven before God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As Christians, we need to be living our lives waiting for Christ. Um, we have a quote by Warren Wiersb. We don't know how to say his last name, but I read always... multiple books on him and new favorite guy right now. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so he says, Christians should be different, not odd. When you are different, you attract people. When you are odd, you repel them. So we really just want to live our lives um, waiting for Jesus and um, living according to his word and what he wants for us. So just by living that way alone will make us be different people than mm-hmm. all of our... Yeah, as my mom used to say, we as Christians need to be living in this world, but not of this world. So yes, we're living in this world. So we can't be so different, like as he said, that we're odd. But yet we we need to live our life in such a way of following Christ that we attract people. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that before of how attractive it is to see someone who is following after Christ. Oh, yeah. Because normally it looks like they have their poop in a scoop. And we know that God's the one that puts our poop in a scoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not me, but you. It's God <laughs> that does that for us. But it's just this satisfaction and this peace that comes from knowing our Savior and knowing that He is in control. He is sovereign over everything. And that's like I was talking about, this is how you attract people by being different. You're not odd. You're not, you know, pushing yourself away from the world and saying, oh, you are all sinful, gross, disgusting people. No, you're going into this world and you are making disciples. Mm -hmm. And you do that by your attractiveness. And that comes from the Holy Spirit and what God has just granted us with. Yeah. Yeah. And two, I know for me, just realizing that Christ is going to return really just wants to make me um, live my life for him and invest the time that he has given me wisely so that um, we can just run our race well um, in making disciples, like Addie said. Yeah, in Second Timothy 2, 4 through 7, it says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And in the Bible, it talks a lot about how um, we look at our life as a race. So we're running through it, and our goal is to just get to the finish line. And it's just talking about, it's like, I fought the good fight. I finished the race, and I kept my faith. And that is, that's the whole definition of this Christian life, is it's running through life. And it's not easy. It's not easy to run we were both runners and we realized that how many times you want to stop and puke on the side of the road. Uh-huh. It's not an easy thing, this life. But when you get to the end, it's like, I've kept the faith. I endured the tribulations of life. Not me, but God. Right. And it's not necessarily a matter of who finishes first. Addie and I are long distance runners. So we know not everything can just be a sprint. It is having the endurance and the determination to keep going, to keep moving when things get tough, and to keep investing your life in Christ. Yeah, and we have to remember as we run this this race called life, as there's things that can sidetrack us. And 
we have to remember that the things of this world aren't going to enter into us into eternity. I once had someone tell me that, hey, Addie, like, let's look at your life for a second. And they're like, I want you to imagine your life like a string. And this string was long enough to wrap itself all the way around the world. I'm like, wow, that's a long string. <laughs> and they were like, now look at your hand. I was like, okay. So I look at my hand and like, look at the length of your pinky. That length of your pinky, if you compare that to the string, that represents your life here on earth. Now all of the leftover string that is wrapping all the way around the world, that's eternity. Mm-hmm. And if we compare that to my little life here on this earth, it realize you realize how, I don't want to say how unimportant your life is, but how minuscule of a time frame that is. Uh-huh. It's so hard for our minds to wrap themselves around the idea of eternity, but it is a nice thing to think about when we do get caught up in anxiety of life and just everything going on around us. It's just so comforting and peaceful knowing that this is not permanent and what happens today, it's probably not going to matter when it comes to spending our eternity with Jesus. Yeah, and when we get sidetracked by these things that are not going to go with us and that are not you know, they're affecting our eternity because they're inhibiting our relationship with God. And in Matthew 6, 19 through 20, it says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermins destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's really just this heart posture of, if you really put eternity into perspective and then view your life apart from that, mm-hmm. you realize how much on this earth has absolutely no value. Yeah. Does it matter if you are accepted by everyone in your school? No. Because if you're living for Christ, you're living for something so much greater than that. Oh, yeah. You're living for your eternity, not your right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, it is just so comforting as a Christian, knowing that I have an amazing future to look forward to, and I don't need to waste my life on the temporary things going on around me. Um, Rather, I can invest my days wisely, pouring out into others, sharing Christ, and putting my faith in action, because that's ultimately all that matters. And I know it's hard to remember that in when we get into the routine of life, but we have eternity to hold on to and I know where I'm going so I can live my life for Christ and um, invest all my time into other people and really just living my life keeping eternity in mind. Yeah, I think our society has really lost focus on eternity. We live in a very here and now society, living for the moment and living for this instant gratification Mm -hmm. is where we see in everything and social media, just everything in the world is pointing back to this. We've lost focus of eternity and we really just need to stop and go back to the simple truth of Christ is returning again. Are we ready for this? Do we know what we need to be doing while we're waiting? And do you know where your eternity lies? Mm-hmm. Really our goal with this whole episode. So we hope we drove that point home to you. Um, if not replay it because I'm sure we said it 14 times in there that Christ is coming back are you Mm -hmm. ready 
Yeah, yeah. And like we said, we'll have resources in the description, so go ahead and look at those. Um, But yeah, and we'd really appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts and um, just hit hit us up on our social media. Yeah, and we understand that this um, episode could have created a lot of questions and so we want our listeners just to have a place to express those questions so pretty soon on instagram we'll have a just poll or question box coming up so if you have any questions pertaining to this topic or just pertaining to anything end times related or you're just confused we want to be very open about that and Mm -hmm. we don't want to leave you struggling by yourself please 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 reach out to us we we we're not experts but we do want to be a resource for you guys so please do so Yeah, and like all the teachers say in the first day of school, never be afraid to ask a question because if you have a question, there's probably five other people in the room who have the same question. And really, like that question you have in the back of your mind, I'm sure many other listeners of ours have that same question. So please ask. Yes, very, very true. Um, So we're most active on Instagram, and that would just be not me, but you productions. We do also have a Facebook page too. So please find us on there and hit us up. Yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Yep, bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. As always, we'd like to remind our listeners that we're born into a broken world. With that being said, we're not perfect, and we ask our supporters to always fact-check our words and opinions on the one and only truth of the Bible. We would absolutely love to hear your episode suggestions or feedback. Check us out on Instagram by typing not me, but you productions into the search bar. Thanks again for the love and support.